Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The weekly wrap on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It's time now for our weekly wrap where we take a look at the headline that's being discussed on the ground, on the street, what people are talking about. You know, we all make mistakes, it's fair to say, but how would you feel if you were named in shame? How would you feel that you made a mistake and your name was revealed to the public? Well, that's what happened to the six culprits who cheated in the bar exam back in 2020. High Court Judge Chu Hantik reversed his decision to redact their names and their identities have been disclosed. But is this a case of too much to release their identities? Can this possibly be the end of their potential law careers? Let's find out more from Stephanie Yuantio, who is Joint Managing Partner for TSMP Law Corporation. Stephanie, good morning. How are you? Morning, Elliot. Too early in the morning it is, for lawyers. Oh, it is too early. Yes, it's true, you know. It's true. Too early and too little whiskey. Stephanie, these six lawyers or trainee lawyers were caught hmm. cheating in their bar exam back in 2020. For context, it was done remotely because of pandemic. The camera was on at home. Just quickly remind us, I mean, what are the details behind this case and how did they allow this to happen? Could something more stricter be imposed? Well, Elliot, remember this was... 2020, right? COVID had just hit. Everybody was trying to scramble to figure how to get on with life and keep some semblance of normality. Do you scrap the exams altogether? Do you say, you know, we expose you to the possibility of getting getting COVID in an invigilated setting? Yeah. That's very difficult. This was the first year. Mm. The year after that, they had already implemented, um, you know, tests, etc., to AI tests and analytics just to check, you know, the percentage the percentage similarity of one candidate's answers against another candidate. Okay. okay. So they've already done that immediately after that. But, you know, in the first year it happens, it's a tough call, right? Who expects there to be this sort of um, organized cheating? <laughs> so, so, so I guess what we, I, I don't know the circumstances of the case. And I guess sure. as any fair layman, you know, who doesn't know what's going on, it's hard to say it's absolutely black or white, but, I think what has been established is there was some cheating. It was shared by electronic means. Um, these guys were found out, which was which was good, and they had to retake the papers. Mm. And now their call is before the court. Yeah, uh, but you are a lawyer, uh, a managing partner, in fact. I never took the bar, but I did finish law school, and I know that most of the time these exams open book to a certain extent. There is an amount of integrity that's expected. Now, this week, uh, the High Court Judge uh, Chuhantek reversed his decision to redact their names. What are your thoughts on that? Is it too much that, you know, now it's name and shame in that sense? Well, if he hadn't decided to redact in the first place, if the judgment hadn't been written at that time, I guess, you know, the these candidates would still be in the same position, right? Their names would be out there. I guess what has happened here is that, you know, he, he tried to do something kinder to them, more compassionate. Mm. That seems to have raised a lot of public umbrage. And now the AGC, with lots of concurrence, has asked for that to be reversed, which, which was the position that they would have been in in the first place if he mm. hadn't, you know, gone that extra mile for them. So I don't think legally they're in a worse-off position, but there's been a lot of public furore over this. You know, lawyers have been asked, are you guys trying to protect yourselves? And I think integrity is really important, right? So while on the one hand, I do feel bad that, you know, at the start of your career, you're, you're plunged into the public spotlight in a very negative way. Um, on the other hand, 
it's a profession, and, and it, you 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 were a lawyer. Maybe you didn't get called to the bar, but you know you went through the classes. You you understand what what it takes to be a lawyer, right? Yeah. And you must have made a decision. I don't want to be a lawyer because I have other things I want to do, or maybe there are other things that suit me better. The question is, what are these young people going to be doing about about their decision, their position right now? Yeah, yeah it's a tough position to be in, but you know then don't cheat, for goodness sake. There you go. Uh, so I heard another interview in relation to this case and the interviewee, another lawyer, talked about how they believed in second chances, talked about how it's not fair or, you know, not totally fair because these six um, haven't had the chance to prove themselves in that client setting. Personally, I disagree. I want to get your thoughts on that because integrity is so huge when it comes to the law. You know, you're talking about defending your client to the best of your abilities in the justice, in the integrity of the law. And you can't even get the bar done right. Elliot, 100%. In your opinion then, I mean, what should or what can be done moving forward? I mean, we're talking about giving this person a, another chance, uh, giving these six another chance. Uh, what, is, what is your opinion then? So, so I actually want to come back to what that lawyer said because I don't know who this lawyer is, but it, it upsets me to the core to hear this. Mm. I believe in second chances. I think, I think the whole justice system believes in second chances, right? That's the Yellow Ribbon Project. But let's be very clear. In the Yellow Ribbon Project, in the, in the prison rehabilitation system, the prisoner has done his time, right? Yeah. These are kids who've been caught cheating and we're saying, well, wait a little bit and then we'll call you later. I don't think so. So that's not doing your time. I mean, right now, I, I believe it's, you delay the bar between yes. one to two years. 12, six months to 12 months. Well, you delay the hearing to the call to the bar. Sure. Yes, yes, right? correct, correct. So it's six months to 12 months. That's not doing your time. So what should we do? a little that? time out. What should we be doing that time then? <laughs> I think it's important if you're talking about second chances mm. that both the system as well as the, the person involved mm. feels um, is satisfied that you know there's been real change, right? There's been a real turnaround. So from the trainees' perspective, these these young lawyers' perspective, I think it calls for a period of self-reflection. Okay. How did I end up cheating? Yeah. What would I do differently? Not just because I got caught. But, you know, have I reflected and, you know, is, is, are things different for me now? Mm-hmm. If they're not, if I, if I cheated because it was an easy way out, why not do it if you can? That mindset's completely inconsistent, as you said, Elliot, mm-hmm. with becoming a lawyer. Okay, so talking about becoming a lawyer, I understand, and maybe you can help me on, on the more technical side. If, as a lawyer, I have cheated, okay, and it could be in falsifying evidence or it could be in not disclosing the right amount of evidence, that's cheating as well. I cheat in order to defend my client. If I'm not wrong, the punishment is I get disbarred. So why can't something like that be used here since we are talking about a profession that needs good integrity and good character? Yes, and in those cases, um, the Law Society, we've we've got a review committee, etc., disciplinary committee, you can get disbarred. So I think one thing should be to sort of look at what typical penalties would apply in those sorts of situations, how egregious that is. Mm -hmm. You know, we've we've had recent disbarments. We've had, we, the law society is very very um, active in maintaining discipline and standards because we recognise that the public trust is the most important. And law, as much as we like to make fun of lawyers, <laughs> lawyers do actually play quite a significant role in making sure that that you know the economy, the country, the government continues you know 
smoothly. Yeah, yeah. I saw a comedy once uh, where Rowan Atkinson made fun of lawyers and how they would stand this side on the way to hell. Uh, so my relatives <laughs> used to say that. What, as, as far as the public sector, I mean, that's obviously left a bit of an impression on them. Uh, in your opinion, what can be done moving forward? Not to say preventing this incident from happening again, but perhaps uh, doing our best to mitigate it from even happening or attempting to happen again. You know, that's a tough one, Elliot, because yeah. everybody's doing... I mean, we get a lot of training on this. Um, the law firms that I've dealt with, generally, they're very, very high on integrity. It's, it's non-negotiable, really. Do people cut corners? Yeah, I'm sure they do cut corners. But do you pay GST every time you come back to Singapore having bought some... Uh, having bought a nice T-shirt for yourself or a nice handbag for your wife, <laughs> not, maybe not. Maybe not everybody, um, you know, is 100% honest all the time. Sometimes there are easy corners to cut, yeah. but I, I really think that everything is already being done. Um, so I'm just really, really surprised at how this happened. Maybe it was kind of a one-off because. COVID was happening and there were these exams that were online, so it was just easier. Maybe there were circumstances. Honestly, I don't know. I think I would examine, I would like try to do a deep dive to see whether there is more generally a sense of that it's okay to cut corners. Mm. Or maybe yeah. even some form of re-examining the rehabilitation process of these six and, and showing a case where they have understood you know, what they've done and uh, they have shown that they have improved integrity since the incident. I mean, it's, it's really a difficult one to answer, but uh, this word on integrity, it's really just down to you yourself, right? Elliot, integrity... <laughs> Pregnant? Can you be half pregnant? Cannot. Yeah. So, can you be half integrity? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's the <laughs> you know, it's the old it's saying. Of now, own self yeah. check, own self. Very difficult. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you gotta have. I, I don't know. I, I think for me, integrity, like trust, is a little bit binary, right? You sure. either have it yeah. or you or you don't. But I'm. But that's also. I do also believe in second chances, but sure, I don't think second chances should just come with oh, twelve months are up, eighteen months are up you're okay now. I think it's important to self-examine and for the law society and the authorities to understand each case to see whether they've, you know, there really has been significant change. That's a tough call. You know, I wouldn't want to be in that room on that panel. Sure. We've been speaking with Stephanie Yuantio, who is Joint Managing Partner for TSMP Law Corporation. Stephanie, thank you so much for your time this morning. You take care and stay safe, yeah? Take care. Thank you very much for having me. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.